Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome.
I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you happy to be here? Amen. Amen. As we turn to our Bibles, Amen. Let's just read Isaiah. 59, verse 19. Isaiah 59, verse 19. Amen. Do you have it found? Amen. Amen. Let's read it together. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west. Amen. And his glory from the rising of the sun. And his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy come in like a flood. When the enemy shall come like a flood. The spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. The spirit of the Lord shall lift up the standard against him. Not us, not anybody else, but the Spirit of the Lord shall raise the standard to him. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you this morning. You've been very gracious to us. Dear God, especially in the time where we are living in, we can see how you are displaying your sovereignty. Dear God, we are so privileged to be called your children, especially in the hour that we are living in. We have come to church this morning under unusual conditions. And I remember the Israelites once gathered under unusual conditions. It is part of the Exodus conditions. The prophet has warned us that this day shall come. And Lord, this is just the beginning, but we know it signals that we are about to be taken out of this world, dear God. And that is why we are not in any way shaken, we are not in any way troubled, we are not in any way fearful. Because we know, dear God, this showdown, you are about to win it. But while at it, we want to pray for the world. We want to pray for the believers around the world. May you preserve them, dear God. May you strengthen them wherever they are. And Heavenly Father, not only that, even those that could not make it today because of conditions that have been given, may you be gracious to them, dear God. As we commit everything to you, In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. While you take your seats for a few minutes, amen. Amen. Now, we appreciate the Lord for everything that he is doing for us, amen. I think we just took some precautions in terms of limiting the number of the believers that are gathered here to adhere to 
the government regulations. Amen. In the response to the pandemic called to the coronavirus. Amen. Now, the God has given us a brain. Amen. God has given us a brain. Amen. You, if God requires you to use your brain, you don't use it, you will suffer the consequences. And later you will turn around and say, hey, Satan is fighting me, whereas you did not use your brain. brain. Amen. Amen. So this is a calamity that has befallen the whole world. And that is why we have to take appropriate measures. And this morning, I think the government will again have a sit-in where they are reviewing where we are. I know Congo, they've they've given a directive that not more than 20 people should gather. Rwanda last night issued a directive that there should not be a gathering at all. Uh, America, some of the states are in lockdown. So it's a global phenomenon. Amen. Amen. And sometimes, you know, we've got extremist people that just say, pansy, we don't care. We'll do it our own way. Amen. 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 There is a difference between just being a preacher and being a leader. Amen. Amen. You know, when you are just a preacher, you're not responsible for people. You can talk the way you want. But when you are a leader, you have to be responsible for the people that are under you. Now, if you just become a pure leader, you are just becoming corporate. There is no spiritual element to it. And if you just become uh, a a preacher, uh, sometimes there is no sense of accountability. So, when you are a pastor, you've got to find a balance between preachership and leadership. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. I can't just say, we don't care what the government says, it's business as usual. And later they close down the church and people get arrested. It's just being irresponsible. I, I, I hope you get where I'm coming from. Amen. Amen. So we appreciate the Lord, even you in your space. You don't drink poison and say, the Lord said he will deliver us. You will not be using your brain. Amen. Amen. The Lord will deliver you when you did not know that it was. When you know that it was a poison, speak to the undertaker before you do it. Amen. I hope we are together. We have to use our brain. The Bible says, be wise as the serpent. Are you still with me? I hope we are together here. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to... We are not going to glorify Satan. We are not going to worship Satan indirectly. I am glad you sang a song, Reign King Jesus. Then you came and sang a song, Unwele, Unwele, you are holy, you are holy. We still need to give God the preeminency. Despite whatever uh, crisis that we may go in, we must still say God is God. We have not gathered here to talk about Satan. We have gathered here to talk about the Lord. 
The more we talk about the Lord, we nullify Satan. The more we glorify God, Satan means nothing. Are you still with me? Uh, I'm not going to dwell on Corona. But again, while we are not going to dwell on that, there is an expectation that we must, Brother Brandon preached the message, modern events made clear by, by prophecy. So when the world is, is grappling with answers and say, where are we? What is this? Where is this going? The church must rise and made the modern event clear by prophecy. Do we believe we've got prophecy that can clarify the modern events? These things were foretold, folks. These things were foretold. By who? By your prophet and other prophets. Amen. Now, I want to speak on not long we are going to speak on three principal powers. Three principal powers. And then we appreciate those that are streaming live. I saw several that are online, so we greet them as well. Amen. Amen. Now, let's come to this quotation so that we just lay a foundation and uh, so that when you go home, you are much better prepared. Amen. Amen. I think we are, we're going to be very wise here. We'll have church for you guys. Then we must have the service for the elderly. We must have the service for the youth. So we're going to adopt a multi-approach so that we make sure that everyone is well fed spiritually. Amen. Amen. And the ministers that are here, the preachers, uh, just be prepared. Sometimes we may gather certain families somewhere and send you there just to be a blessing for them. We, 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 I think we, we might be returning back to where church was held from house to. Amen. A church is not a building. A church is the people. Amen. I feel sorry for ministers that could not preach unless it's a big number of people, because God is reducing the number. Amen. Where two or three are gathered, in my name I shall, not where 20,000, where two or three are gathered in my name. Bring the quotation so that we just lay a foundation and wrap up in no time. Amen. That is in The Power of Decision, paragraph 2. Zero says, notice, now we thought first that that took the subject of the book of Exodus. We find three principal powers, three principal powers. First, the power of Satan, the power of faith, the power of God. Do you see these powers are unfolding right before us? Hallelujah. Then it says, we found out that Satan began to display his power always first. So you don't see the power of God first. You don't see the power of faith first. It is Satan that moves first. Hallelujah. Then it says, watch little things. When they boil up and start at first, 
you know mushrooms grow overnight and die the next day. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Devil, the devil is like a mushroom. Comes with some fanfare, tomorrow he's gone. Amen. But the power of faith remains longer. Amen. The power of God remains longer. Amen. But Satan, when he, he makes an entrance, is a dramatic entrance. Then it says, it takes a long time for an oak, old oak to come. But he's really rooted and grounded when he gets there. So the devil usually starts that little flare. So watch it. He tries to cut off the move of God. Every time he will do that. Every time he will do that. He is still the same devil. Use the same techniques that he did in the old days. He still uses them today. We could only read the Old Testament and would learn the tactics of the devil, how that he does. So we found out that his power, he had power, and that power was death. But he had no power beyond that. When you take death from Satan, he has no power. Hallelujah. Actually, if you can overcome the phobia of death, you've overcome all the phobias. Because all the phobias lead to death. You are afraid of snake because you are afraid of? Hallelujah. You are afraid of heights because you are afraid of? Hallelujah. But if you overcome death, you have overcome all fear. That's why if you, if somebody, you know, the most dangerous radical is somebody that is not afraid to die. Because you can't threaten him with anything. But if you are afraid, we can say we will kill you. But we say, if you say, kill me, I don't care, then we wonder, how are we going to threaten you? Now we say to Satan, kill us, we'll rise again. Are you still with me? Then he says, but he had no power beyond that. Just death ends his power. Then beyond death, faith sees the God of resurrection. Hallelujah. You know, we could come and say, Italy with this corona, they have buried in one within 24 hours, 475 deaths. Then I can come and threaten, and everywhere you go, people say, people don't know what is coming. But here is something, 475 deaths to a believer, to believers, equates to 475 resurrections. We don't only see the grave, we don't only see the coffin, we see beyond the coffin and beyond the grave. You know, the beauty about dying now, you won't, you won't, be, you won't remain dead for long. You know, had it been in another age, you would remain dead for long. But here, you are dying, but in no time, resurrection is coming. Do you still believe in resurrection? If, if, I don't think if you die now as a believer, you'll remain in the grave for 100 years. Time is far spent. Amen. I think when you die now, just say, I'll see you later. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, then it says, where was I? There we go. Faith is the God of resurrection. After the devil's end of the power of death, then he's finished. Yeah. 
the devil can do no more. (laughs) Hallelujah. But after death, faith sees the resurrection, a God of resurrection. That's the power of faith to believe. When he is standing over behind the dark cloud that you can't see with your natural eyes, but faith is standing by you, directs you to that God of resurrection, a God of all wisdom, who has ordained our path. This path was foreordained. This is beautiful. So you, you, can't, you, you, know, you can't play hide and seek with Satan. I hear some people say, hey, tell us where Corona is so that we know. It doesn't mean that if there is an outbreak in Whitbank, you run to outing, you have run away from Satan. You can't play hide and seek with Satan. Your path was foreordained. Yeah. Hallelujah. Your life was foreordained. You are not going to die because you are careless. You're going to die because it's your time. Hallelujah. But in the same breath, not to encourage uh, fanaticism, Brother Bram speaks about premature death. You can't drive 300 kilometers on the N4 with no seat belt and say, God will protect me. Somebody say, the angels are beginning to leave your car. Hallelujah. You know, one day I must come and preach the message, the counterbalance. Counterbalance, we are simply saying, I am the Lord that God that he, that I'm the Lord that God that healeth thee of all thy diseases. Amen. Then the counterbalance is that do not tempt the Lord thy God. Amen. You see, there, there is always a counterbalance. If you run with only one dimension, you become a fanatic. Amen. Doesn't make sense, folks. Amen. Amen. Then it says. Where was it? Your, your path, God who has ordained our path, he is standing just behind. Hey, brethren, do you see it today? Do you, are you reading with, uh, with me? He is standing just behind. Oh, you know, and Satan wants to convince you that certain trial you are on your own. But here is a prophet saying, not just some trial, not a few trials, but every trial that a believer goes through, that God is behind that trial. Why is Brother Brennan bringing this into the picture? He wants you that in the midst of the trial, don't glorify Satan. Say, Satan, you may be the one executing the trial, but this trial was not authored by you. You had to get authorization from God. God is still behind the trial. And if he says, look at your God, he's silent. Tell him, he trusts me. Hallelujah. Because he doesn't pat me on the back. He knows what he has taught me. He knows what he has deposited in me. He knows that when all is said and done, I'm going to come out of a process as a victor. And the the greater the confidence, the more the trial becomes intense. Intensity is a reflection of the trial. Come on. When you, goodness, somebody was making me laugh. He says, uh, or maybe I once told you, it was a time, it was somewhere I moved to a new school. And when we got there, and you know, when you got to the new school, 
They're right at the beginning, they had to have, uh, it was athletics. And then we, we had to come and run. Now, the first time we were there, we were supposed to run 100 meters. I remember we were there in the starting line. I, I'm not much of a runner, and I knew that, goodness, the gap that is going to be created will result in me getting a nickname. New school, new nickname, because of this 100-meter marathon. Amen. Then while we were on the starting line, then I said to them, I said, gentlemen, we don't know our capacity. Some of us, we are really great at this thing. So either we have choice. We can cooperate, or we can cooperate, or we can embarrass one another. (laughs) But if we make sure that we maintain the same pace, uh, we won't be in trouble, especially with the girls. Uh, let's, just, let's just keep a certain pace. Amen. Amen. Then uh, it was a gentleman's agreement. Then the gun went off. Then we, we ran. And we're maintaining on this gentleman's agreement. But midway, then I saw that say, good shot. Then I, I really ran. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Then I won. Then after I won, then they say, ah, you... Then, uh, then they said, because I won, I must go and represent our school. <laughs> Hallelujah. I must go and represent our school somewhere. Uh, Hallelujah. Amen. Then I remember right there, we had options. I really went there, pleaded with them, don't include me. I'm leaving athletics. I'm going to join the debating club. You, you, you get what I mean? So, so sometimes a trial is there to test what is in you. Are you still with me? You, you, you can't rob a trial. Are you still with me? And, and when God trusts you, he increases the intensity of the trial. Amen. And it says... He's standing just behind every trial. I love it. Don't you? Don't you? Amen. Amen. I, you know, you don't be depressed. Amen. He says, to know that Peter said that every trial is worth more to us than gold. Amen. Are you looking for gold? Embrace that trial. And trial, and trial. Remember, you don't set your trial. A trial is set for you. Amen. According to your ability, your teacher would know that you've got more ability than you think you possess. Amen. And it's only after the trial where you realize, goodness, my ability surpasses the knowledge that I had of my ability. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. says, for it's waking. Every son that cometh to God must first be tried, scourged, and chastised. And if you get a little heartache after you get born again, a little trial that upsets you somewhere, you run back into the world again. It shows you wasn't a child to begin with. You become a legitimate child and not a child of God. Are you still with me? Do you see those three principal powers? Amen. 
Let's come to this message, the first seal. I'm going to skip the quote to Christ. I'll return to it after the quote of the sixth seal. So I will have the first seal, the sixth seal, and Christ thereafter. Now, Brother Branham says, Notice what happens as we go along. Here is the plan of it. The first thing happens, there is an announcement in heaven. This is during the breaking of the seals. The first thing happens, there is an announcement in the heavens first. What happens? A seal is opened. What is that? A mystery is unfolded. See? When a mystery unfolds, then a trumpet sounds. I hope you get the sequence here. It declares a war. A plague falls and a church age opened. What is the war part? The angel of the church catches the mystery of God, not fully, not fully yet revealed, but when he does, He catches this mystery of God. Then he goes forth to the people after the mystery has been given to him. Goes forth to the people. What does he do out here? There. He begins to proclaim that message. What does it start? A war. A spiritual war. Then God takes his messenger with the elect of that age. And lays them away asleep. Then he drops a plague upon them who rejected it. A temporary judgment. Then after that is over, then it goes on. And they denominate and bring in denominations. And start off with that man's work. Like of Wesley and all the rest of them. Then it gets all in a squabble again. Bring the sixth cell there somewhere where I'm going. I'll come back to that one of Christ. I want you to catch the sequence very well so that you understand where I'm going. Paragraph 200, he says, And he sent forth the first messenger, and he preached. A trumpet sounded as we pick it up after a while. Then the trumpet was declaring war. Trumpet always denotes war. The messenger, the angel come on earth, the messenger of the hour, like Luther's, like any of the messengers that we have talked of. What does he do? He arrives. A seal is opened, revealed. A trumpet sound. War declared. And away they go. Then the messenger dies He sells away this group. They are put in and a plague falls upon those who rejected it. Then it goes on. Then they organize, get another organization. We have come through that. Then it's showing you that when God sends a messenger, the messenger will catch the mystery and he will take the mystery and come and reveal the mystery to the church. And after the mystery has been revealed to the church, the elect will catch the mystery that the messenger caught. And after the mystery has been caught, then God takes away the messenger. 
Then God takes the group that believed in the messenger. Then a plague falls upon that generation. Then they go on organizing. Did you get the sequence? He says it has always been like that. Now, I wanted to go, but I will do it some other time. There's been seven major plagues that befell the world. Or six in total. It was in, they speak about, we know there's been many plagues, but they narrow it to six plagues. Right before BC, there was a plague called Plague of Athens, where it killed 100,000 people. Then it was followed by a plague called Antonin Plague, which was between AD 165 and 180 which killed 5 million during the Roman Empire. Now, what we need to do when time permits, we have to check the plagues, that, the major plagues that befell the world. You need to put the date on which they came, and you need to go on the seventh, on the seventh church age and check who was the first messenger. And during his time, what was the major plague during that time? And then, then there is Irenaeus. During Irenaeus, what was the major plague during his time? Then when you see that, you are going to see a pattern that every time a messenger was on the scene, and after it's taken off the scene, there's a plague that came upon the face of the earth. Amen. Do you get where we are going for? Now, I have to speak about corona, not to try to be relevant, but try to make the modern events made clear by prophecy. Brother Brenham has spoken to us about, he spoke, or or I'll come to that. We we know Donald Trump is a very special breed. Uh, Hallelujah. He sounds like that uncle that knows family secrets and got upset during a family wedding. And say, listen, I think I'm going to tell people what is going on in this family. He's got, he, he has got no sense of tact. He's, whatever comes to his mind, he says it. Now, throughout the week, he has been saying, he doesn't call it coronavirus, he says the Chinese virus. Oh, goodness. Now, <laughs> the Chinese say, it's not our virus. It's actually an American virus. Because remember, there is somewhere where they say American soldiers visited China. And they were in Wuhan. They got it right. They were there in Wuhan. Now when they were there, they they had a game that they were playing with Chinese soldiers. Then they left for America. Now, the Americans are saying, maybe it's the soldiers that brought it to our shore. And maybe it was put by the Chinese on the Americans. Mr. Trump says, no ways. This is the Chinese. This is a Chinese virus. Okay, fine. Let's put it this way. Before the outbreak of the corona, America and China were at loggerheads. Over, they had a trade war that was going on. At some point in time, you that are using Huawei, is it Huawei? Okay, not highway. Amen. Huawei. Now, they were saying 
because we are using an American operating system. And America was, wanted to ban it. So that means Google could not make the operating system your, on your Android available. You, you get what I mean? Yes. Now, the Chinese were saying, we are developing our own model. For, for some reason, for the first time, we saw China standing up to the American bully. And say, you will not dictate the terms in any way. And somewhat, America forced China to sign a certain agreement. Now, these are the suspicions that is on the public domain. Suspicions. That is the operative weight here. Some say because China felt a bullet into that agreement, China said, what plan do we have to make sure that the American stock market crumbles? Then a virus was released. Now, the Chinese, we have to be honest that this thing broke out last year, November. And after it broke out, one doctor wanted to come out and say, we have a problem. Then the Chinese said, you are not going to say a word. You you remember? Until it spiraled out of control. Are, Are you with me? I do not know. I do not know whether it is an American virus. I do not know whether it is a Chinese virus. All I know, the power of Satan is at play. Are you still with me? Now, if the power of Satan is at play, now, this, it started as, there is a difference between endemic and pandemic. Endemic is when it is a disease outbreak, it's localized. Had this disease only, if it was only confined in China, in Wuhan, it would have been called endemic. But because it crossed the borders, then it became a pandemic. Stay with me here. It went around, for some reason, for the first time in history, Africa was spared. A lot of times we are the first in the room to get a beating. But this time around, we are very far until who? World Health Organization said we are worried that it seems like maybe the numbers are being not recorded correctly in Africa. Because at the rate at which it's going, it is going at a slow pace in Africa. I say, God, thank God this time we are right in the last row. China took a beating. America took a beating. But guess what? Now Italy, Italy is beginning, it has surpassed China in terms of the death rate. The soldiers are out collecting coffins. And Italy, we know that there is a city within a city. There is a government within a government. And we remember again that as it was, so shall it be. There was a time on the doorstep of uh, of Pharaoh. Hallelujah. There were a lot of funerals. And there was a time again during the time of Herod. Now he's coming again. There is a man there. Almost he has already lost 20 priests to coronavirus. Now it might have started as the Chinese virus or American virus or whatever virus. But I believe with this virus 
there is a realignment of the cosmos. Cosmos, it means world systems. What we used to regard as normal, the normal that we used to know is gone. Remember, Brother Brahman said, power without character is? Now, that means because of the natural disaster that have been declared around the world, every president now has got a catablanche. They can just wake up and pass a law, and that law will be adopted. And I have taught in this church many a times about a concept called from a state of disorder to, to a state of order. And if I remember very well, I said, sometimes if you need a new order, you create a disorder. It's a principle. God uses it. Your body is sick. You need a new order. Then this body has got to come into the grave, go into a state of disorder so that there's a new order coming up. Now, when they bombed the well, well tower, they wanted to bring a certain order, but they couldn't bring it because Americans were going to say it's an invasion of privacy. But now we bomb the world tower, the, the twin towers, and after we have bombed them, then we say we are going to implement this security measure in the interest to, to protect you. But it's not to protect you, it's to make sure that Big Brother is watching your every move. Are you following, folks? Now, with this, every president, now they say, in certain countries, they say, even America, the most democratic country now. They've got no choice. And, and if, you, if you're really going to reject what the government is saying, you're simply going to sound like an idiot. Are, are you with me? It, it, it's foolishness. Because people are going to tell you, people are dying like flies in the street. What are you saying? We have to abide. Yes, we have to abide. But in, in abiding to that, we must know that the hand of Satan is behind it. Yes. Folks, we have to be wise. Yes. I say we have to be wise. Do, now, after this prison, because power is, power is very addictive. Lincoln says if you want to test the character of a man, give him power. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, power. <laughs> It runs to people say they become too big-headed. You mean after this, this disaster, now the president can come out this afternoon. He will issue a new law. Constitutional court cannot say anything. Because why? It's business as an... Now... Imagine after they say, we are closing. We are, I'm just giving a, a, a hypothetical situation. We are closing down. Everything, there is no movement. It's a total shutdown for a month. And after a month, they say, okay, fine. Corona is done. We are done. But before you open, there are requirements so that we can manage this better next time. Folks, do you see? Amen. A genuine disaster now is being used to usher a new order. Amen. Folks, people have been telling God, this, this coronavirus, it, it, is, it is leaving no one untouched. Oh, brethren, even the ones in the message that claim to be the Elohims are bowing 
under this plague. They have no answer to the... The message community is not immune. The commercial sector is not... Hey, 90% of airlines have been grounded. You remember how people used to say, hey, I'm too busy. Hey, go to the house. They are available now. Everyone is grounded. They used to say, we don't have time for God. Now they must have a time for God. They used to fly into this country, to that country. Now you cannot even leave your country. Oh, folks, here I'm going to be honest. Even now here, even those that said, South Africa is bad, maybe let's immigrate. Who are you going to immigrate to? Amen. Amen. Are you with me? America America is experiencing more death than what we are experiencing. Europe, Europe, the prime minister came out and said, restaurants shut down, total shutdown, pubs total shutdown. What is happening? Even immorality rate has dropped. Are you with me? Now, now, yes, it's a demon. It's a virus. But behind that, God is demonstrating his sovereignty. Come on, if you say you know, help us with the corona. If the Pope has got an answer, help us with the corona. If the Chinese with their technology have got an answer, help us with the corona. If America with their superpower have got an answer, help us with the corona. All the world powers have got no answer. But this morning I'm here to make a bold announcement. Heaven has an answer. Are you here, people? Heaven has an answer. You can't trust your specialist. He's afraid. You can't trust your scientist. He's afraid. You can't trust your minister. Some are afraid. The angel of death is moving around. But there is a promise. Apply the token on your doorpost. The angel of death will pass by. Hallelujah. We are not afraid at all. Satan has moved. Now faith, the power of faith must move. Brethren, we are returning back to the days of the first exodus. We said elderly must not come, children must not come. We don't know if they drop the number down. We're going to say sisters don't come. Brothers come. You know what we're going to do? I will address the brothers. Then who must preach in your house? I've been telling you to have family prayer. I've been telling you to be a pastor in your house. If you have not been doing that, circumstances are forcing you to become a pastor in your house. And if you used to criticize a pastor, you now you have a congregation. They will treat you the way you treated me. Tables are turning now. If you say, be careful, don't take everything. After you preach in your house, they say, don't take everything. 
circumstances dictate every brother now is an ordained priest in their house. You have a congregation now that's your family. And your wife is your assistant pastor. Yes. There are times where you need to dash and go into the world of coronas to go and make a living. Uh, uh, sister, <laughs> if you're going to say, ah, he's just gone to work, now you need to pray for him. Yes. You don't know what he may bring from work. Yes. The days, day, now, now, <laughs> now, somebody has said, the world all over, even the people that did not know sanitizer now know sanitizer. Yes. They're worried, I need to sanitize. But don't only sanitize your hands, sanitize your heart. Sanitize your soul. We need, we need a divine sanitizer. Hallelujah. The one that will come and sanitize the soul. Even if Corona gets this body and this body crumbles, but yet I know, I know my Redeemer lives and I will see him. Oh, brother, we are having a revival. The world is afraid, but we are having a revival. Yes. Things are getting better for the bride. Who yes. have yes. right at the epicenter of the coronavirus. I've said it last week. Maybe somebody thought it was a slip of a tar. Not one believer. Not one. Right in who have. Right where it emanated, not even one believer was affected. Thank God William Brenham is not a false prophet. Thank God the prophet spoke about it and it's becoming a reality. If it happened in Wuhan, oh brethren, even, even false prophets have gone into Heidi. Where's, Mag- Mag- where's Magandiwa? Where's Angela? Where's Bushiri? Where's TB Joshua? Call them by one. They've all gone into hiding. Because now this needs a genuine material. This is not a time of impersonation. Anointing oil cannot work. They are now using sanitizers. Hallelujah. They must remain Moses. They must remain Moses alone on the scene. Before Pharaoh and say, Pharaoh, let my people go. False prophets have disappeared. Scientists have disappeared. Great men have disappeared. Now you can know we are not afraid. It's not that we are naive. We are very, we've got doctors here. That we see, they explain these things. We are informed, and in being informed, we are not afraid. There's a difference between a very naive person when he says, I'm not afraid, and you say, What are you not afraid of? Can you explain what you are not afraid of? And they don't even know what they are not afraid of. You realize that. How can you be prepared if you don't know? The reason you are not afraid is because you are ignorant. It's not courage, it's ignorance. Are you with me? Yes. Go and check all the plagues. 
During Martin Luther, there was a play called The Black Death. It, it was the name of a play. It killed. Churches were shut down. Killed many, many, millions, millions. And there is a quotation of Martin Luther where he spoke about, about it. Let me read this quotation of Martin Luther for you, if you don't mind. You don't mind me? I just read it for you. Amen. Ah, we are having a good time. We are certainly having a good time. Let me read it for you. I'll get it now. There we go. Martin Luther said during the plague, the black plague, killed millions, millions of people. I don't have the number, but I know Spanish flu killed 50 million. And this was next to the Spanish flu. Millions died. Martin Luther's words during that time, he said, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated and thou patience inflict and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me and I've done what he has expected of me. And so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely as stated above. So this is such a God-fearing faith because it is neither brush nor foolhardy or does not attempt to God. Martin Luther, a messenger of the age, said that. Are you with me? Amen. He says, I will fumigate. I will take medicine. We've got fanatics that say, when I'm sick, to show that I've got great power of God, I will not take medicine. Amen. We'll prepare hymns for you. Amen. We will. Because we are negligent. Brother Brem, when the government issued a directive that all must get polio, he as well, all of them went to get polio. Amen. Now we've got young men that are going on the rampage and say, because I believe in the third pool, we don't care about corona. Don't tell us about hygiene. Don't tell us about closing churches. Then we ask, how many people do you lead? Amen. Yes, sir. He looks behind, none. No wonder you can talk like that. No accountability, no responsibility whatsoever. Are you still with me? Brother, bring 
Christ, paragraph 23, the quotation that we just skipped. Christ, paragraph 23, that's he preached on the 21st of Feb, 1955. While he's looking for it, I remember some time back we used to have preachers that came and blasted medical aid and blasted funeral covers and life covers. That's not the gospel. That's fanaticism. If you have faith for that, don't make it everybody's business. Show us in your space how it's done. Amen. Amen. Show us that I don't care about life cover. And let's see how your family survives after. Then we'll know whether were you a wise man or a foolish man. Amen. Amen. The prophet says, that's how hallowed Rahab's house stood on the walls of Jericho. When all the rest of it fell, because there was a scarlet thread down the outside. And God honored the scarlet strike. Now folks, in the midst of this chaos, what does God honor? He has shown he doesn't honor White House. He has shown he doesn't honor China. He has shown that he doesn't honor laboratory. God honors his token. And what is the token? The message of the hour is the token. You know, before I finish this quotation, or maybe let me finish it before I make this remark. He says that's what caused the children of Israel not to be slain in Egypt, the elder son, because there was blood on the door when the death angel passed by. That's what causes the church today in the last plague death. The church is the only one that will live today and not go out into universalism and so forth and out into the modernistic and social gospel. It's those who's got the blood on the doorpost out here. Let's rephrase. Sometimes we make it sound like it was very easy just to pay, just to put the blood on the doorpost. Do you imagine how ridiculous it sounded? Just bring it up today and go and say to your neighbors, maybe you are staying in a complex, and gather your neighbors and say, ah, Corona here is not going to come. I'm putting the blood on my doorpost. They will say it's a psychiatric case. And nothing has changed. That's exactly how it was that night. That it's ridiculous. What, what do you mean? Yes, people are dying, but what are you doing with the blood? But it was not the blood, the chemical that God respected. It was the obedience. It's those who's got blood on the doorpost out here of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ born again. They know where they are standing if they are really born again. They, they will not be entangled with every yoke and every doctrine 
and tossed about here and there and every car. They know where they are standing in Christ through the blood. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. Bring conference. China is a godless nation. America used to be a nation that believes in God. is as godless as it can be. Rome is godless. Nations are godless. Now, something that I wanted to say. Brother Branham in the message ashamed of him when his visa was restricted when he was supposed to come back for the second time. And the visa was restricted, meaning he couldn't do anything except hunting. Then he said, I wish I could go there in Africa among my colored friends. He says, most of them do not have doctors like white people have doctors. It's a direct quotation. I wish I could go out to them because they need this. Now, check, check, check. Brother says, I don't need to come. It is not only for the soul. He says, they don't have doctors. That means what Brother Branham had could help them in the absence of doctors. Are you still with me? They don't have access to primary health care. But this message, if I get it to them, it can do what a primary health care could do. Now, Italy is the, in terms of the medical infrastructure, it, it is ranked among the top five in the world. But as we are speaking, their hospitals cannot, cannot cope. The doctors, they are working flat out 24 hours. They move. It, it's, it's just, it's like there's been a war broke out, the way things are there. America, I've seen, they have got no capacity in any way to handle what is coming their way. Now, America, Ch- China, those guys, they think about something today, tomorrow, they've invented it. They could not cope. China could not cope. Italy could not cope. Europe cannot cope. Europe says they're even expanding mushrooms. I'm not instilling fear in you. Hang on. Then you look at America. It can, it, they, they project. They won't cope. They, there's almost... They, they expect that 60% or, or 20, 20 million plus Americans will be, will be severely affected. And they've got no capacity to cater to that. Now, you come to our continent. Here, our leaders used not to care for us. If they get a flu, they fly to Europe for medication. Don't pretend like you don't know. For the first time here, if they are sick, they can't go anywhere. This, this is an equalizer. Are you with me? There, you can't catch a flight. Now, they have not invested in healthcare. We've got no capacity at all. 
Now, this I wish I could preach to Africans. The days of pride are over. Hallelujah. The days of pride are over. We, we have no, a lot of times, all the place that hit Africa, Ebola, it was Americans that came to rescue us. It was the Europeans that came to rescue us. In some instances, it was the Chinese. Their hands are full. Now, if we have a problem here, where are we going to go? Now, it's about time we declare to every African, wherever they are, that the only answer, look in heaven. Are you with me? Oh, now they're not taking it seriously. Initially, they thought it's only white people that are dying. But now they're beginning to realize the skin color offers no immunity. The skin color is not the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? Now they're beginning to see that some of them are being affected. Now they said, oh, it's because, yeah, it's summer, it's the heat. We are getting into the winter season. Your leaders, their eyes are popping out. They are scared. They used to have money in the reserve for national disaster. They have looked at that money. They have spent it in Dubai. I'm talking here. I'm not a politician. You know these things. So, where shall we go? There is only one place of refuge. We can't call America. Trump cannot help us. We can't call Benjamin. They cannot help us. We can't call London. They cannot help us. We can't even call the Pope. He can't help us. But brother, there is somebody during the darkest hour he came along. This one, this one does not depend on your budget. You don't need money to get help from this one. You don't need education to get help from this one. You don't need a better nationality to get help from this one. Whosoever willeth let him come and receive the help from this one. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember the three lepers that were outside. That were, they were quarantined. They said, you, you've got leprosy out. They took them out and they were out in the city. And the Syrians had besieged the city. And now, between where they were chased out and the Syrians, there were there three lepers. And they were wondering, what's next? What's next? They said, if we remain here, we die. If we go to the Syrians and they kill us, we die. Either way, we die. We have nothing to lose. Let us go to the Syrians. Three lepers began to walk to the Syrians. Weak, frail, sick. But they began to walk. And as they were walking, as communicated, rejected. But as they were walking, here is the God of heaven. He took the weak sound of their footsteps and he magnified them and it echoed throughout the Syrian camp. 
Oh, brother, the Syrians say, there is something, there, are, there is an army coming. They ran for cover. They scattered. And the three lepers came there. Goodness, they had a jubilee. They, they ate whatever they wanted to eat. They took whatever they wanted to wear, they wore it. Hallelujah. Then they went back where they were rejected. And said, now, we the rejected people. We the despised people. We are returning back with an answer. Hallelujah. We were rejected that we follow a man. We were rejected that we are message believers. But brother, we are returning back to tell the world we have an answer to this situation. If the people can repent and cry to the heavens, God will hear their prayers and will heal the land. Hallelujah. You can return back to your neighbor and say, neighbor, there is a solution. Christ is a solution. Do you believe these things, folks? We can't be discouraged. Oh, let me bring it to the message community. <laughs> we had men that were pastors in provinces, not ordaining pastors. Government say only 100 people can gather. Now we are going and checking. How are we going to play? We've got 6,000. Out of that 6,000, that's when we should have had pastors. I'm preaching here. Some had 20,000. Now the government say, hey, pastor, you can only allow 20 to gather. Now out of 20,000, 20 divided by 20, it shows how many pastors that you should have had. This is business as unusual. No one, no one is immunized. Are you, are you with me? Yeah. God say, bring the number to a manageable number. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. A pastor in KZN, when they announced that they need not to get an Easter, he says, no, we are going forward. If government does not want us to go forward, they must give us money that we're going to lose during Easter. No, people's motives are being exposed. It was not about the weight. It was about cash. Some of their eyes are out. If we cancel the church, will we still get tight? We are getting on uncharted waters. Oh, bro. God is bringing it down to an individual. It's a family affair. Hallelujah. He's taking economics out of it and say, I need my people and my people alone. Ah, 
here. You know what I mean, I'm preaching. I preach the gospel. It's money. Even in the message, money is going to be an issue. So I was just afraid to say, only rich people come. It will be exposed. Money. Health. God is humble. Money is a God. Coronavirus is even bringing the God of money. The God of popularity. Coming there on stage, thousands of people. Say, men of God, they are nowhere to be found. They have been quarantined. They have been taken into isolation. Every man unto his family. Not time for egos. Egos, egos have been deflated. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm preaching for the last time. I don't know what the government is going to be doing. Maybe we are, we are meeting for the last time. But if we are meeting for the last time, Go and be a pastor in your own house. Go and listen to the terms of Malachi 4. Go and remain with the scriptures and remain in prayer. I don't know, brethren. I don't know. But God is still on the throne. God is still in charge. God is still controlling the elements. If we never meet again, I'll have a revival in my house. No piano. Entertainment is gone. You can't take the drums and the piano and the bass guitar in your house. If you used to come here for entertainment, no more provision. Coronavirus coronavirus is even humbling the God of entertainment. Every man, a pastor in his own house. I'm ordaining you men in this house. Pastors in your houses. Congregations that are your families, you will become pastors over them. When we meet, I don't know if we, if it's, maybe if they say we meet after three months or six months, we're going to know whether you have been an effective pastor in your house. We want to check, has things changed since we're no longer coming to church? This is the moment of truth. This is the moment of truth. If you're going to say, ah, now we are free. Trust in any way that you want. Church people cannot see. It shows what you were all along. Ah, brother, now, now, now I'm taking the responsibility. I'm putting it on me. You used to say at church, at church. Now you must say at our house, at our house. Don't like how the pastor put it. Go and put it better now. You have a church. <laughs> preach is longer. Go and show them how long one should preach. 
I don't like music in that church. Show them the right music. You are now a pastor in your own house. God is decentralizing power. Kingdom, folks, kingdoms are shaken. Man-made kingdoms are shaken. There's only one kingdom that must remain intact. The kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, others are listening to us on streaming. But if they burn and say we don't meet at all, we can't stream, then you need to go and check Brother Brenham's tapes. Now the only preacher that is remaining on the scene is the prophet. You can't hear me anymore. I can't establish myself in you. Nothing. Then you need to return to the Kentuckian man. Good evening, friends. And now it's you and your family. Let me those that said our church is the only true one. Is it open? Whoa, brother, this is the moment of truth. God is removing label, church labels from his brethren. You can't say that house. No, it's going to be closed. You must say, my family. And your children must say, my pastor. And this time, not Pastor Mariva, referring to you. Do you see what Corona is doing? You just thought it is a virus. It's realigning things. Every sphere will never remain the same. Every sphere will never remain the same. Businesses will not remain the same. Amen. Somebody say, it used to be a status. Brother, I've got, I've got a UK visa. I've got a US visa. It's no longer a status. The moment you announce that you've got a UK visa, we say, have you been to the UK? When you say yes, we say, hey, brother, I will see you. (laughs) Now you must keep it a secret that you've got a visa and that you have been to the USA. Do you see the government is protecting all the people that traveled? They say, don't mention their names. It's confidentiality. But if it was a good thing, we would have known from those people posting on social media. Just checked in at OR Tom, we learned from UK. Instagram is quiet. Twitter is quiet. Facebook is quiet. Pride is being nullified under the coronavirus. Yeah, even me. I was supposed to go to Trinidad via New York. Grounded. Every man, remain where you are. Amen. God is God. You know, when Pharaoh, after plague, after plague, Pharaoh bowed down his head. 
and say, Moses, God is God. After the Hebrew children came out of fire, Nebuchadnezzar bowed down his head and said, Daniel's God is God. The Pope will bow his head and say, the God of William Brennan, he is God indeed. He, He knows about us. He knows about us. Men are bowing down. And his sovereignty is moving around the land. Men of different nationalities, even the Muhammad people, have disappeared. This, it is. No one is exempted. Others said, ah, ZCC was going to go on. No way. He had to hold a meeting with his leadership and say, what do we do? They say, this one. We can't go on. Can't say. This is not a joke. Can't say. Mosque, can't say. Everything, can't say. Where you see, because... South Africa, we've got a bit of an enforcement issue. South Africans don't take things seriously until they see the graves. Now they've got a corona dance. As soon as the bodies start dropping and we have mass funerals, they're going to look around. Evangelists, prepare yourself. The felt will be fertile. After this, somebody phoned me the pastor said, Pastor, we had a momentum going on. The Lord was doing good. Now we are going to lose momentum. I said, not at all. The setback will bring a massive comeback. I say, people are going to take us seriously after this. They used to joke about it, about us. Now they're going to take us seriously. And when we go back to the world, when the dust settles, Make sure that you've got the Holy Ghost so that we can report as we reported about the Wuhan believers and say not even one believer at that house was affected because the Holy Ghost immunized them. God bless you richly. We are meeting on Wednesday. Until until advice otherwise. Amen. Uh, Now, a bigger, smaller church is easy to manage now. We are now flexible. (laughs) Amen. Can change things via WhatsApp or now we move. Amen. We are here on Wednesday. Amen. If they say less than 10 people, we'll only allow 10, excuse me, 10 people to come. Then we'll send via streaming. If they say five people, we are at our homes. But we're not we're not stopping to worship God. And even those that were not here, the elderly, give them a call, encourage them. I'll visit some of them, read a scripture with them, encourage them. We don't neglect everybody in this faith. Amen. As we stand to our feet.
I don't know, the standpoint says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Yes, amen. Amen. in Sunnoville some years back and now there were some families there that requested me to come and preach for them we had agreed before this commotion of the corona
So they phoned me and say, are you still coming? I said, you are less than 100. They say, yes. I say, ah, pambili, pambili. Forward we go. So I'll be in Sinoville uh, this afternoon. Amen. Gospel must go forward. Amen. Let's sing it. Rain Jesus. Brother Borero, come.
Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord Jesus. Most glorious Creator and Redeemer and Savior, friend of man, we come before Thee this afternoon, Lord, with thankful hearts, Lord, because You have granted us an opportunity to come and hear such good news from heaven, Lord. There is a difference in hearing the word and hearing the gospel, oh dear God. Amen. Father, here, Father, when we come, we see quotations, yes. words spoken from the mouth of the prophet coming to be life in our midst, Lord. Father, they've created a situation that was once spoke of. It never meant a thing, Lord. When we went through the spoken words, when we listened to the tapes, when the prophet spoke to us, and he said, there's something coming. Cancer is a toothache. We begin to see it's unfolding, Lord. Amen. And Father, when he said, there will be a boycott someday, we begin to see it, Lord. And Father, Lord, our hearts are touched. When we begin to think that we've got relatives, we've got friends, who are part and parcel of this world's economy, Lord. And they do not know a thing, oh Father. But gloriously come to your house, rejoicing because we are pointing to a quotation. We are pointing to the word of a prophet. And there with Father, not just a vindication of the pillar of fire, but to us, Lord, is more than anything, Lord. We were not with the prophet, Lord. They might argue about the picture of the pillar of fire. They can argue about the picture of the cloud. We are not here to believe a cloud. There is many clouds in the atmosphere mm. created by God himself. Yes. Father, there is many pillars of fire. They cannot even explain. Science is failing to tell us what it is. Mm. The angel of God who came on the pulpit, Lord, he told us these are investigating angels. Exactly. When they just see lights in the atmospheres, they cannot tell it, oh God. But here is a group of believers who have believed thy word, almighty God. And they know that you wrote in thy word that you show signs in the heavens. You do wonders in the heavens. And when we see these things happening, Father, we are not ashamed to profess this gospel. We are not ashamed, Lord, to be the people that have believed it before. Oh God, it is manifested. We are thankful, Almighty God, that you can still again, in such, Almighty God, a chaos, in such a turbulence, Lord, afford us a time to meet and have a preacher stand before us. Yes. Almighty God, how I would pray that in such time, May you bless our pastor with all the wisdom that you have invested in him. Mm. You are not going to use any extra evidence, oh God, to, for us to know what times we are living in. Mm. Lord, a preacher standing before us, repeating the quotations to us, it's mm. more than enough for us, Lord. Yes. All the stuff, substance we need, Lord. Because we know the angel, when he preached, oh God, having been sent from God, he said, all that you need, for the rapturing faith is lying in the tapes and the books. We have the tapes, we have the books. And we begin to understand why he would say every man is a pastor of his own house. Perhaps some of us have been neglecting that duty. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that at this very time, the children will be looking up to us. If we had not been used to reading our Bibles, they are looking up to us. They might perhaps ask us, when are we going to hear Pastor Madiba again preaching? When are we going back to church again? All the answers lie in the past of a man who is the pastor in his own house. Yes. May you equip us, Lord, with the right substance. 
we begin to understand why the prophet would say, even on the judgment bar, we are going to answer for our families. We are going to answer for our wives. We see the light of it, Lord. May this message that has been preached, Lord, Father Almighty God, enlighten us to become Almighty God. People that can stand with the token for our families. People, people who can stand with the token for our societies. We can stand with the token for our beloved, Lord. And Lord, in as much as we see the power of the devil moving, and we know that above it all, there's a power of God. Let our power that has been invested in us, the power of faith, Lord, lie in believing thy word in this very hour, that you may bring everything to pass for our good, for all things working together. Almighty God, for them that love the Lord. We are here, Lord, and we love you, Lord. We give all our souls to thee, Lord. We give our hearts to you, Lord. We give our strength to you, Lord. And we worship you and we save you. As we depart and going back to our homes, we strongly believe that those who could not attend because of these conditions, Lord, yes. they have, oh God, taken a share of this message, Lord. Mm. Those that could not have heard anything, we are going back home to share with them, Lord. Yes. We pray, Father, that you give us the right words to speak, that their rapture and faith may be stayed up. You are doing things in the heavens. You are doing things, Almighty God, around us. And I pray, Father, that you are going to continue to do the same until we are taken off the sea. We pray, Father, we ask that you may bless our pastor, continue to lead him and to guide him. We know that in as much as he's guided by the Holy Ghost, we are guided by the same. Whatever you put in his heart will be put in every believer's heart. And God, when he shall answer for this congregation, Father, there will be nothing left of him to say, but to say, Lord, I gave them what you gave them. We pray, Father, for such. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, we are asking that that hand of God, that healing, may he touch the sickly that are affected. As we continue to intercede and raise our supplications unto thee. And all our requests we bring them unto thee. As we touch the sickly, if perhaps so God, even the good and the bad, if there be some that are bad, maybe when you touch them they are healed and they are spared from this plague, they will turn again unto thee and say, I'll give my heart to God. Yes. I could have died, but God saved me. Yes. Perhaps it will be a chance for them to realize who they are and where they belong to. Father, for the good, that they may continue to speak good about your name. Father, may you touch them and heal them, Father. As you continue, Lord, to guide your church, as you continue, Almighty God, to bless the bride, we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we commit all these things unto thee. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We have been blessed. We appreciate the Lord for everything. Uh, just give us a song, jubilant song, till we meet on Wednesday. Those that can make it, Amen. God bless you. And then if there is any change, we will keep you posted in terms of we'll assess the situation from time to time and make amendments as we go along. Amen. As we said, we have suspended our handshake. Amen. God bless you. The wave is just fine. God bless you till we meet. Amen. Give us a, a jubilant song. Amen. Good to see you at your post of duty. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.